Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. My millennial answers. I'm Glenn James, and this is. He hasn't even got the mic near him. John Pigeon. <laughs> John Pigeon. He's got oh. his mouth full of food and not the mic near him. But it's all good. We're here. We're happening. We're present. We're, do- we're doing some QA from you, our listeners. Katrina asks How do you develop a strategy? You mentioned how important it is. So, what would you say to Karina, John? Katrina? Katrina, sorry. Uh, so, yeah, well, that's a really important one. Um, what strategy are we looking at, first of all? Is it property? Is it shares? Is it strategy to go and buy a car? Is it strategy for life? It, whatever it is, I'm presuming it's property. I'm not. What yeah. are you presuming it is? Um, it, life. Like just Life. motherhood. It's like, because as you said, you could have a strategy for my career. Mm. I could have a strategy for investing. I could have a strategy for my relationships. I could yeah. have a str- So. Yeah. So you've got to outline a plan of attack, basically. What are my action steps? Uh, what are the key indicators that need to be looked at and answered? And what is my long-term outcome is, is the one, are the ones that I'd be focusing on? Um, yeah. If it's, if it's property, property, I use an eight-point strategy with my clients to make sure we've got answers to all those eight things. For someone else, it might be four, it might be ten. Yeah, but you've got to have a plan of attack. How do you develop one? What do you want out of the outcome? Or, and what do you want out of your life? And then work your way back from there. Yeah, I, I think for me with the strategy piece, it comes back to a goal and... I'll use an example. You want to start a business. That's the goal. Now, how do we actually get moving on this thing? So, what you could do, and I always say have a strategy however however small, right? So, lots of bite-sized things to move you towards that goal. That could be the overarching strategy. Now, if you want to start a business, for example... Can you write down as many things on a bit of paper that you would have to do to get that business off the ground? And then all you need to go to the top of the list and just start ticking off items. Tick off one thing a week, one thing a day, whatever that is. Your goal might be, I want to have a better paying job. That's the goal. So the strategy is, okay, well, I need to get upskilled. So do I ask for some more, I don't know, mind intensive or skill intensive tasks at your current workplace or do you have to go outside the workforce and get some education some other courses or training so i think it's just very important when developing your strategies to be very clear of where you're heading in that area of your life Hmm. so as john said buying a property he's got eight things that you should you should do in this order okay yeah but again it could be for 
um, your living arrangements. So I want to, I'm at home, I'm 24 years old and I want to rent with friends in a year's time. Okay, so we need to develop a strategy. So that might be do some research yep. to find out how much I'm paying. Chat with some friends to see how much uh, appetite they have to move out with you, what their budget is. It could be, well, I'm going to need a deposit bond for the landlord. Yep. So that could be, okay, well, part of the strategy is to have a couple of grand saved. So I think it's just important when we say develop a strategy, it's more, don't just wake up one morning and do what I do and just come pull the trigger on a thing. Yeah. Uh, I've learned that that's my natural default, mm. just to shoot, then think, and then aim. Like, yes. yeah, I'm not perfect, and but so for the bigger tasks in my life, the strategy just means I've slowed down, it's considered... These are what I'm doing. Yeah. You might also have part of your strategy. It could be starting a business, buying an investment property, changing your career, moving out of home, get another piece of paper or your iPhone or Android or whatever and write down advantages and disadvantages and write down as many advantages and disadvantages that you can think of for that particular target. Because what it's doing is with the strategy, the strategy should stand up on its own with you removed. Yeah, without your emotion. Yeah, because you can, you should be able to develop a strategy that pretty much anyone-ish in your position could step into mm. and do it. So, that's what we mean when um, talking about building a strategy and developing a strategy just means to take five seconds, do some research, have some maybe practical steps, practical markers. Yep. And part of that strategy, if you were changing careers, it could be, hey, part of the strategy is within six months, I'm not at this current workforce. Mm-hmm. So, I need to work back. Yep. So, yep. that good was question, a, that's a good one. Uh, Kira asks, and I might have a bit of fun with this one, so don't hate me too much. Kira or Ciara? Well, I think it's Gaelic. Is it? Pretty sure. But... Either way. Whatever. Thanks for the question. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to have some fun, but I love you and I'm, I'm thankful that you've sent this question in. How do I earn money to travel when you're struggling with underemployment? <laughs> Hold my beer, John. <laughs> Hold for, my beer. For a bloke who doesn't drink. For a bloke who doesn't drink. So, what I want you to do, Kira, is open Google and I'm going to do the same thing. And this is what we're going to type in. Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Okay. So, the whole premise of, for the psychology students out there, Maslow's hierarchy of needs is basically at the bottom of the pyramid, there's the physiological needs. Like, you need food, water, warmth, or rest. Basic needs. Then you need security and safety. Right? So, these are the basic needs of life. Now, at the very top... It's self-actualization, for example. It's, I'm operating in my full potential. I've got creative activities. I'm living life to the means, to the, to the full. Now, in Maslow's hierarchy of needs, if you're struggling to eat, drink, or have a shelter over your life, you're not worried about going to Tony Robbins' next Be the Best Version of You seminar, are you? Usually not, no. Usually not. You're freaking focused on meeting basic needs. Yeah. So, I think if you're struggling with underemployment, why are you worrying about saving money to travel? 
Because yes. what you're doing in the Maslow's hierarchy of needs vibe, you're putting in things at the very bottom, which are basic needs, which should not be there. So you're possibly saying a basic need for me is to travel. Well, Kira, I'm sorry, but there's kids and people going to bed tonight without food and water. And if you live in Australia, the fact that you were given this uh, geographical lottery ticket that was winning when you were born, it means you're so far ahead of right. the rest of the flipping planet. So Maybe she wants us to say, get yourself a credit card and um, go travel. Maybe she does. And yeah. I am being a little bit harsh, but I need to be very clear. One, because you need to know this. And two, because it's quite entertaining um, for others to listen to. <laughs> but you, your biggest problem... I mean, you should not even be asking this flippant question. No, but she's been brave enough to ask it, so we'll give it the respect it needs. I, I'm giving it the respect in its own right as yes. a question. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> but I, would, um, I just need to change her way of thinking. If she presses pause yeah. on worrying about flipping going to Europe and doing all the travel when you've got no money, focus on earning money and having a full-time job. Yeah, no, that's cool. Appreciate that. But some people's personality is like, okay, I want to travel in the next three months and I haven't got enough money, so how do I make it happen? Yeah, well, you need to... There's one place to go, John. So, I would... When you need money. The bank. Work. (laughs) So, I would, um, depending on how short-term it needs to be, but definitely upskilling and showing initiative. They're the biggest, two biggest things that I look at. Up, um, Showing initiative before upskilling so put yourself out there so that you're trading time for money at a greater rate right so um whatever it is in your line of work Ciara, kira kira <laughs> you uh you've you've got to stand out from the pack right now over time those two things will keep you in good stead to earn more money um predicting that you've got the back end of your life in order so get yourself out there and tr- trade time for money at a greater rate get yourself some savings and jet set off out of here hmm. love it that we're both different well it's just like but you came in from a different angle i did and so I, did. Did I. I did totally none neither of them are wrong no but it's just that um okay so let's just rephrase this because it's great to talk about this. I think it's great. I love it. And that's why we'll always accept questions uh, about anything. So, let's just... Mm. Kira wrote, what do I do? I'm struggling with underemployment. Yep. So, for me, I wouldn't have gone on a rampage. Yep. Because that's the actual issue, John. Yes. She's struggling with underemployment. Or she wants to travel and she's got no money. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so, you need to just somehow, like you said... Earn more money. And if you want to have a, a cycle of work, earn money, travel, work, earn money, travel, mm. work, earn money, travel, absolutely knock yourself out. Just great. But if, for example, your work at, I'll make a thing up, a cafe, you get three shifts a week mm. and the rest of the time you're sitting at home or on a beach, you're actually making excuses. That's right. And that's where I refer to upskilling or showing initiative. Yeah. So anyway, yep. FWIW, John. For what it's worth. <laughs> Camo, should you max out your super contributions before getting involved separately in the share market? 
or have super contributions as a minimum rate of 9.5% and invest extra money in an index fund, etc. in uh, their own name. What are the advantages or disadvantages? Good question for you. Yeah, so I, I, I'll take the lead on this for now. We've just got to understand that superannuation is a tax-effective wealth uh, creation environment. Now, if somebody is earning, and I'll just make a random number up just to make it really obvious, 200 grand a year, John. Yep. Their tax rate could basically be, and I'll just keep it round numbers, 50 cents in the dollar. Okay, so half their money they pay is on tax. Half the money they earn is on tax. So, and I'm going to try and do a live calculation here. There's a cool website, everyone, that I use called taxcalc dot com dot au so let's just two i'm just going to put two hundred thousand in so okay so i've put 200k into tax calc so the total tax that they would pay is sixty seven thousand dollars so if i go sixty seven um oh nine seven divided by two hundred thousand dollars the effective tax rate that they're paying because it scales up right yep. Is thirty four percent right? Okay, so thirty four percent. So on this person's income, if they earn twenty thousand dollars, they would pay thirty four percent tax times thirty four percent, which is six thousand eight hundred dollars tax, right? Yep. So let me just do this six eight hundred. So if there's twenty thousand dollars, sixty eight hundred dollars in tax. Now if they salary sacrifice or put $20,000 into super. And again, there are caps of 25K a year, but just let's talk concepts for a sec. $20,000, the tax rate of money in super is 15%. Yep. And also when you put money into super, the government is taking 15%. So if we go $20,000 times 15%, that's $3,000, okay? If you invested that money into super. Pre-tax. Pre-tax. Yep. So... What we're saying is there's basically a $3,800 savings in tax on that scenario mm. if that money was contributed into super. Okay. Before you got it in your pocket. Before you got it in your pocket. Yeah. But the trade-off is when the money goes into super, you can't touch that, aka spend it mm. until preservation age which is at the moment age 60 and fully retired if you want it tax-free. Yep. Okay. So I won't get into the details about super and pensions. So what are the trade-off is invest in an index fund. So if you wanted to invest money in an index fund, you would do that in your own name. Number one, you would be taxed at a high rate because the money that the index fund earns will go on your effective tax rate. Yep. Of say 33%, Individual. where if you had that money in super and it earned $1,000 a year, you'd be taxed at 15%, not your individual tax rate. But the trade-offs here, if you're like, well, as an example, I want to invest and just pump my investment over six years, John, and then sell it down and buy a house with cash, you couldn't do the strat that strategy in super because you need the money before you're 60 years old, right? Yep. So what I personally do is, and again, everyone's situation is different. 
what I do when I talk about financial planning, we need to first work out how much it costs us to exist. Yep. So that could be X. How much are we earning after tax? Well, that could be Y. And Z or Z to the Americans, what up if you're listening over the Pacific? The Z or the Z, Z or whatever, the leftover amount is what we use to plan the future with. So then we go, okay, we've got X amount left over and we might call it 20 grand a year left over. What are our goals? So we've got 20 grand a year left over, but we've got a big wedding for my brother who lives in um, Ireland, for example, that we need to go to in the next year. So we're actually just going to take 10,000 of that 20,000 and save for the wedding. So it really means this year we've only got 10,000 left over to invest. Mm. But then we might go, well, we want to buy an investment property. So we're going to use that 20 grand extra to save for a property and then buy an investment property. So it really doesn't matter. It all goes back to your goals. I, the tax thing, and John will touch on it in a moment, you can have tax advantageous investment properties because if you buy a brand new property, you might get a depreciation schedule, for example, and the cost of the building and equipment depreciating can be a deduction on your own tax return. So I think back to should you use an index fund inside or outside of super, basically, I would say if you don't need the money for the next 30 years, probably worth capping out super. And if you don't want to buy a property with your own money. Great discussion. Ditto. Sorry? Ditto. Ditto. Thanks, Camo. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't get it. But um, Meaning that I agree with what you said because I haven't got time to comment on it (laughs) because you rambled. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) What would have you said? Because this isn't about do I buy a property or not. It's like do I use an index fund inside or outside of super? Well, it's do I sell or sacrifice or do I contribute into an index fund outside? Yeah. So... Ideally, you'd like to do both. No, oh, absolutely. But if you can only do one or the other... You've got to look for the most tax-effective. Is it the most tax-effective or the one that's going to be more fluid, which allows you to go and do other things? And that comes back to goals, doesn't it? Correct. And if you don't know, maybe cut it in half and hedge your bet. So, if you yeah. did have 20 grand left a year, maybe you throw 10 grand in super and 10 grand out of super. Yeah. Hedge your bet. The fact that Camo is thinking about it is the first unbelievable thing yeah love it love it so the second thing is well either way you're going to get a better result than most that's right yeah and the fact is you're shoveling money and you want to invest it for the long term so for me personally john i cap out my super each year as we know which is 25k yeah i've still got leftover money that needs to be invested yes so you make too much yeah i'm evil and you know um, so I do both. Yeah. But for me and my personality thing, I need it locked into yeah. super or I'll spend yeah. it. So. And you're so close to preservation age as well. Exactly. Mm. Very close. I'm 60 next June. Yeah. Mm. So it's mm. good. All right. 40. Bye. Bye. 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 